1: It's Roxanne Durhaj of Authentic Living with Roxanne. Thanks so much for tuning in in again this week. Uh, This week, I have a special colleague, Pam Griffiths, here with me. Pam, how are you today? Great. Thank you, Roxanne. Thank you so much for the invitation to be
0: here with you today at this incredible
1: time. Well, thanks. I know it's uh, it's a lot going on for all of us, but I'm so glad that we had this booked and we've had that time uh, to be able to spend the time with the topic. I think today is so, so uh, vital. Uh, It's something we always as known in the business environment that's needed, but even more so in this uh, uncertain time. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you a little bit about Pam and we'll jump right into it. So Pam, um, is uh, she runs Pam Griffiths Coaching, Inc. She's a professional coaching and training company uh, that takes a holistic approach to, to personal growth. Her philosophy is based on leveraging a leader's strength while aligning their vision and values to support the success. The support, this approach supports our leaders, coaches, and teams to make, take meaningful action, experience positive change, and achieve extraordinary results. What a, a timely um, need for this right now, where, because the first thing that's going out the window as we were chatting just before we got online is positivity, which is something that uh, really we need to harness even more so right now.
0: Absolutely. You know, Roxanne, it's about how do we keep the energy or vibration up when everything feels so heavy, if we're listening to too much media, you know, it can really pull um, teams down and their vibration and positivity down. So how do we ensure that we keep that up so that we're in that space of creativity and
1: innovation? Absolutely. So Pam has also uh, wrote, written a number one uh, Amazon bestseller uh, that was uh, released last year. And I, I think it's probably a timely read as well. So I think picking up a copy would be important. It's called Leadership Unleashed, Awaken Your Extraordinary Leadership. Pam, let's... You and I, um, Pam and I, we both live in uh, the Niagara region. Uh, we were fortunate to both uh, share this uh, stage with, at uh, Niagara Disrupts where uh, we both saw each other speak. And, um, you know, and that was just a couple of months ago when things were kind of like, you know, business as usual. And look at what's happening in the, even in the last week. So Pam, let's jump right into it. We, I know my business has increased and um, pivoted completely virtually and yours has done the same
0: mm-hmm. um
1: so what's you're you're talking to leaders all the time you're talking to teams you're coaching what's what's the pulse out there of what's happening uh in different industries
0: yeah so uh, thank you so much Roxanne for that lovely introduction and it's such a pleasure to be here with you and uh yeah what's going on out there is that there's so much distraction and um, leaders are feeling panicked they're having a hard time to lead uh, when they themselves have this feeling of fear and unknown and 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 how do i lead in the middle of uncertainty Um, and so that seems to be the theme across so many different um, different cultures different organizations and and different leadership levels um, you know, just trying to get the teams first of all, there's all these emergency procedures that are being in place. So many people are now working from home, which that's, you know, they're creating new norms. Um, there's so much upheaval uh, and so much distraction. It's really a challenging time, uh, an
1: extraordinarily challenging time for leaders to lead today. So, to your point, you know, we have to think, of course, uh, critically, how do we keep safe, right? So that we know that that's the most important thing. And and I know that most every industry other than now, um, the EMS or or, uh, critical services are, you know, that's a whole other topic. And I'm sure you do do some uh, work in healthcare, as I do. Um, What is it that you're finding are some of the things that senior leadership is struggling the most with? I'm sure they're doing a lot of things really well, but what are some of the things that they're struggling with the most from some of the coaching that you've been doing lately? Yeah. So um, a great question. And so
0: what I often see is I would imagine even more as we, as we listen to the leaders and their challenges today is to motivate their teams, a a theme across so many industries and leadership levels is how do I motivate my team? And, you know, gone are the days of telling, you know, we, we, so many leaders feel um, their value is all about sharing their knowledge, and um, here's how you do things, and mm-hmm. you know this is how I want it done, and um, and there's such a big shift happening from really managing to leading, mm-hmm. and this is the the big a piece that we're all about is helping leaders to lead and hold teams capable and well how do you do that it's really about asking you know questions that bring out the internal wisdom and brilliance within others and so you know how do we do that today in in the middle of all the noise going on and so i think even deeper than that what's top of mind today for many leaders is how do i just simply create the space Mm -hmm. To just let leaders talk out loud about what's coming up for them and to really listen deeply um, for what some of those fears are without being attached to them. You know, just really creating the space so that when we can download that and share our deepest fears and share our challenges and, you know, in a safe place it is then that we can get back to relax that amygdala that we were just speaking about, <laughs> relax the amygdala and start you know, engaging that prefrontal cortex so we can get busy at doing things that, that are working for us. Um, and so that's you know, one of the biggest uh, challenges that I see with leaders is how do I motivate and, and really helping them shift from managing to leading. And that is really about the skill of asking great questions And listening deeply for, you know, people's strengths, for their motivations, and um, really helping them to lead from an authentic place. And this is what you're all about. And I, I just love how we align on that piece.
1: So it's so true right because you know oftentimes when we go into crises to your point our prefrontal cortex which is the CEO of the brain shuts down because we don't have the energy to be able to kind of you know think logically and and the the emotional part of the brain or the middle part of the brain goes into I call it it lights up like a christmas tree because then everything becomes a trigger and we go into fight flight or freeze and of course you know, uh, the different, um, I'm going to say acumen levels of senior leadership is that they are able to contain that even more generally under crises. However, I'm going to say that they also have to be going through certain things, right? They are, we're asking them to create the space for vulnerability, which they absolutely need to do. But I often say it, it gets to a point where we need to say to them, what are your fears? What are your vulnerabilities? What, when you've gone through rough times in the, in the past, and every CEO or C-suite uh, leadership level has gone through things, whether it's you know, um, threats from the outside, you know, on, um, you know, changes coming within the industry, within the company, They've, they're accustomed to that, um, mm-hmm. you know, plates you know, kind of swirling at any given point. But this is a different kind of space where a lot of industries are going to have to reconfigure how they do business.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, the biggest thing in that, Roxanne, that's coming up for me is, you know, who do you turn to when everyone turns to you at this critical time, you know, how do leaders get the support that they need to be able to, you know, have a sounding board to just really talk out loud of what's coming up for them and and all the fears so that they can, (laughs) they can lead more effectively. Um, And this is so critical in, in a time of, um, in a time of crisis, you know, it, it feels like a crisis, especially for the, the healthcare um, systems. Who has the time to slow down and think? And yet if we are too reactionary, what's the cost of that? Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's a lot going on right now. And so, yeah,
1: who do, who do the, our top level leaders turn to when everybody is right now turning to them? Right. And I think that's where like, you know, coaches, of course, executive coaching and things like that becomes even more vital because to your point, I often say every level of an organization, you go up, the loner it becomes. <laughs> so even at the C-suites, uh, you know, you, you might have still have your other peers at that level, but then when you get to the CEO or the CEO level, where do you go? You have to be able to, you have, we all need that space. We're all human beings at the end of the road. So we need to be able to, to be able to talk openly about that, but not, create such mad, mad mad panic that those under us can really get us after we've vetted those thoughts and those feelings and the fears and all those things so I think it's I always say when they get to when you get to a place of awareness and if you've done this work before as a CEO I think it's phenomenal but if you've not and maybe you've done it but now it's like okay this these are different subset of i've never had to i've never had to role play this before right. but literally so right. how, how am i going to do it so i think it's to your point it's they all need a space to be able to vent and just share mm-hmm. and then be able to come fr- frontward facing to their teams to be able to say i understand your fear i have them too how much of this should they share Without create which will not add to the panic, Pam. So what do you think? Yeah, do absolutely. You think? And so, you know, when
0: we talk about authenticity, Roxanne, to, just to pretend that everything's okay and we're just going to keep on keeping on, you know, we don't want to lead from that space. I mean, our goal is to help every leader lead from an authentic place. And so how do we say enough to, to really help others be seen, heard, and understood? And And I understand, I get it too. I mean, you and I are both having to, you know, find ways in which we can refuel um, and re-energize and stay above the fold, if you will, mm. so that we don't get dragged under. So the same thing for top level leaders, um, they need the support so that they can stay above the fold and lead in these extraordinary times. Um, and at the same time, be authentic and say, yeah, this mm. isn't, this is, a, this is a, uncharted territory we've never been here before and what i can promise you is we're going to do this together you right. know it's got to be language that that resonates and that is that is truly
1: aligned with that particular leader so ready joining and saying this is uncharted territory um, but we're in it together mm-hmm. and i wish i could tell you what i thought was going to it was going to look like But all I can say is that we're going to just do our best together.
0: Yeah. And how can we be here right now? Right. Right. Absolutely. Let's be here right now because the only thing we can affect change, we can't, we can't affect what's going on out there. We can be here right now for one another and be present in the moment and go from there. I mean, that's, that's the only place we can be right now. And if we think too far in the future, that's where a lot of fear, you know, um, comes up. So, what can we, what, how, you know, how can we be right here, right now, and calm that amygdala and be
1: present and just be aware? So, and- I would say that executive coaching would probably be going through the roof now if people were aware that they needed to, to be able to gate that's um, almost a bit of equilibrium amidst a storm right we're, we're asking them to be to calibrate <laughs> and there's there's no rudder in a way so they have to really work really really hard internally within themselves to be able to replenish to shut down at some point um, now they have virtual teams if it's if it's a, a multinational we're talking you know east to west coast or even uh, international um, you know time zones, all those things. So there's a lot going on for some companies that have already been virtual. I'm going to say it's going to be a little bit, maybe of an easy of a transition. Let's talk a little bit. And I don't know if you talked to some companies recently that have not been virtual before and what kind of things you've seen that they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot
0: of uh, new norms that, that teams are creating. In fact, we're in a program right now where we're talking about leading culture change in high performing teams And our current uh, module is on virtual teams. And so they're actually right in the mode They're they're experiencing it and they've got a model, a methodology in how to, you know, how do we set up a virtual team? And so, um, yeah, part of it is like, what are our norms and, and um, you know, what, this is how we used to do business before. So what are our new, how do we use technology differently? Um, you know what are the opportunities? How how do we um, innovate and create in this time? And um,
1: so they're all kind of building the plane and flying it, if you will. Wow! Yeah, new model, new iteration. Uh, you know, day by day and week by. I mean, look at. I can say quite literally, Pam, that a seven day week that we've experienced in the last week is something that's unprecedented. Um, in and. I would say most people's lives, right? Like we've never had a seven day week like we had in the last little while. And I'm sure everybody's thinking it because I know I'm thinking it, what's to come when we get those updates every 24 hours, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I, from, a, from a perspective of coping, it becomes what can I do and what's within my control right now? Absolutely.
0: And we have, you know, we're, we're so fortunate to be in an era of resources. The resources are abundant. You know, what I'm so amazed at, Roxanne, is the amount of innovation that's taking place right now. Um, you know, car manufacturing plants turning into making healthcare supplies. I mean, I it's know. Just, you know, it's incredible. We, we have so much technology at our fingertips. So how do we, we are, and human beings, we are so resourceful. So how do we continue to remember that in the middle of the noise and it's a very loud noisy time Mm -hmm. how do we remember how resourceful we are you know um and all of the tools at our fingertips and okay so what how do we see the opportunity in the midst of what may feel like doom and gloom Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and we've all been in uncertain times in fact our lives are uncertain, we may think because we have a clock, you know, punch a clock at a certain job, and we have a certain role, we, we might think that that's a safe place to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's really, it's not certain, nothing in our life is certain, we, but we tend to walk around thinking that we're good, you know. And so it's really how do we, how do we manage, how do we lead in such ambiguous times and recognize that there is a lot of uncertainty, but, you know, what is this calling us forth right now? What is this opportunity, this time, um, you know, having us, you know, look at ways in which we can create and innovate and maybe do things differently.
1: You know, and let's talk to the positive side, because I'm sure, you know, there's not a lack of what's not going well in this time. <laughs> we mm-hmm. chatted about that. And if one, if one thing I say to people is manage that the same way, like you used to what manage your workflow, shut off your phones, find a spot at the front of your, somewhere in your, your, uh, your foyer, you know, turn them off as much as you can for right now. So when you come through the door, you can have that mental uh, respite that is so needed. I'm, I'm not saying that if things aren't critical, you can turn them back on, but to try to go to the same things that we would do around checking your email, you know, you know, maybe in the morning, maybe at noon, at the end of the day, to start to apply those principles even more so because we need even more so to replenish our mental health and well-being right now because we're, we're being un- inundated with so much negativity. And then unfortunately, as you know, on social platforms, we're not sure what the source is. And you know, I don't know if you've ever, and I'm sure you have as everybody else, you follow one source and you're like down a rabbit hole and you're not really sure what the source is and how valid it is. So ready to keep, get your information, pick maybe one platform or one news outlet, figure out where you're going to get the proper information and just cut off at of that as much as possible yeah
0: sticky notes are wonderful you know so i'm i'm hearing you setting up systems for success so if you're just new working at home a sticky note in front of you what's the metaphor that keeps you in the energy the positive energy okay i'm only going to check the news you know at night after right. my workday. um you know i'm going to check in on loved ones uh, at a certain hour or whatever um setting up six systems for success is so important we have children at home we have you know Uh, husbands and wives and partners at home now trying to, you know, find space to work. So setting up systems and boundaries to really help you move forward in this time and and really seeing this as an opportunity to, you know, if if we could do this, Mm -hmm. we can do anything, you know, maybe Uh, the the innovation, the creativity that comes out of this. I mean, you may be so far ahead within three months to say, to come back to your team and say, look at all this new system I set up or, you know, maybe we, we have virtual office hours now. Maybe we don't need to open up another office building or build another office building. We can all work virtually. I mean, there's so many pluses. We just, it might be hard to see for people to see them right now. And so, you know, even, like a strategy in the morning, just to
1: list all the things you're grateful for, all right. the things that are going well in your life, or what you've accomplished. I, I don't know if you do this, Pam, but what I try to do, and I, I should do it more often, but sometimes I'm preparing something because I need to kind of get you know something out to for someone that I'm being interviewed by, and they, I try to, I start looking through my accomplishments, and and I think it was at last year. I sat down and I, and I was going through everything and I was like, wow, like, look at all the things that I had done. Sometimes small, but oftentimes so many things. And I think what we're always doing as human beings, and this is probably one of the learnings, is that even daily, if we can stop and say, you know, what what did I do today? Yeah. Right? Like really, what did I do? You know? And and the things, like you said, to, to pivot that to gratefulness, like, you know, I was able to have breakfast with my family, which I'd never have been able to do for, say, 15 years. Or I was able to, you know, if you have younger children, re- read a bedtime story, because oftentimes you're missing that. Or um, I've been touching base with my, my mom and dad, because they're both older. And I know I've been in, you know, I've been out and about. So I've been But I talk to them every single day, which is something that I used to do before, but now I've gotten back into. So those, to your point, what are the gifts as much as most people listening might go gifts? We have to look for those because we are seeing them all around us. Like you're saying, like manufacturing plants that are, you know, making masks or respirators, Um, you know, hotels here in Niagara that are taking in, um, you know, healthcare workers uh, that they think need quarantining. Um, you know, flower shops that are taking all, you know, their, you know, shipments that they couldn't send off and they're putting out, uh, you know, out front of their, their, their stoop so we can get, I mean, fresh flowers, which is, Mm -hmm. which is a small thing, but it's a nice thing that you can walk into your, your dining room and see, you know, a, you know, a fresh bunch of flowers. So these are small things, but really good things that I've seen, you know, in, in a short period of time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there are so many blessings right now. And we, if we take, time and we calm down that amygdala and we sit down and we reflect on all that's going well, you know, there's so much, um, so many beautiful things to, to see if we just take a moment to look around and and look inward. And the other piece to that, you know, Roxanne, I I love how you said, you know, what have I accomplished today? Um, That's so important to help people, you know, get wind under their sails. You know, the other piece of that in a time of, you know, so much noise what are the top three things that I must achieve today? Mm -hmm. You know, and and so your list isn't overwhelming, but I will feel really good if I've achieved X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then managing all of the other things in the middle of the day. Um, And so just really setting yourself up for success and keeping your vibration high in a time when, you know, things can pull you, pull you down.
1: I want to pivot back a little bit to virtual teams and um, let's say I'm a new manager and I'm just trying to figure this stuff out, right? I'm just figuring out how to calibrate. So I'm, I'm coming, but I'm still kind of, Ooh, I'm still a little bit scared. And let's see, I had a team that maybe there was some, maybe there was some blips before all of this. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And what kind of guidance would you give to managers that are trying to kind of deal with the current situation, but maybe deal with some, some potential disarray or conflict that was occurring before they went virtual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I, uh, you know, a, a big piece is really about having those authentic conversations, mm-hmm. you know, Yes. and how's it going? You know, Roxanne, you've been working from home now for whatever a week and I'm curious, like, how's it going? What's working? What's not, you yeah. know, what do you need for support? Um, Maybe you can, you know, think about what are those blips and and have a conversation around, you know, I'd, you know, wondering if you'd be interested in having a chat about some of the things that I've been noticing. And this is really where coaching conversations come in, um, to be able to have a meaningful conversation. It's intentional, and it's not done with an iron fist. Um, you know, it's done with a velvet glove. Uh, however, we. We want to ensure that people hear what it is that we're noticing, and then finding a way to creatively close that gap, if you will mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot more that goes into this conversation around you know how do you hold the space for a conversation like that, a courageous conversation um, and and oftentimes it's connected to someone's strength, so we're we see the world from our own lens, and so um we may make an assumption that you can do exactly what I can do. uh, And that's not necessarily the case. In fact, Mm -hmm. it's most often not the case. And so what do we know about a leader's strengths and are, is their role really, are we really building in, you know, um, building their strengths and are we really keeping them in, in a role that is connected to their brilliance? Um, And if not, then what are the opportunities? So
1: Absolutely. So yeah, they, no, I think, think that part. makes sense. I think that makes sense, Pam, because you know what, it really in a way, I think what it's making uh, managers do is be, they have to become more aware, even more aware as if the, than when the person was present. Uh, Cause now of course in this heightened state, you may have had maybe performance issues along the way, and maybe somebody has been struggling in particular areas or whatever, those aren't going to go away. And now you have the heightened stress of, I still have to manage and we still have to perform. Um, mm-hmm. And we you can't gloss over and pretend, oh, everything's good because now we're virtual. You just have to continue to lead. And you maybe have to think, because I don't, I mean, you and I have met each other, so I feel connected to you. And teams also would have that. But I'm if I'm not getting along with you, I'm probably not going to want to really kind of sit across from you on a virtual call. So it's getting comfortable. You're right. and And maybe for managers or, you know, um, leaders to say, okay, I know where we, where we left this off in person. Let's kind of pick it up from there and go and start to kind of create the space to your point. Like, let's not pretend that all of a sudden things weren't so good and now they're great because we're in crises because that employee is going to be a little bit put off by that also. Yeah. And, you know, that whole concept is we don't want you to manage, we want you to lead. So it's that gap between how do I demonstrate my leadership qualities, to your point, point. Because I can go on and manage the tactical again, but I'm going to miss that opportunity to build that bridge with that employee.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And authentically speak to what's going on. You know, we don't have to hide that. In fact, the cost of conflict is huge. So how do we just put stuff on the table without, you know, um, being judgmental? It's really just staying curious. How do I stay curious about the situation? Because, you know, part of, part of maybe what is my leadership? How, how is my leadership getting in the way of maybe their performance? Who knows? I mean, how do we stay curious around
1: what you're noticing and and what's not working or, you know? One last question is I know I'm I'm probably keeping you over your time, but are there some things that, uh, ways that structuring a virtual meeting would make sense right now? What 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 would you say that a good structure of a virtual meeting might be now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. So um, so just so you know that
0: my team is all virtual and we're um in Mexico and Toronto and some in Niagara and uh, a couple in Toronto, and um and so we have a we have some rituals. You know, um I think it's really important to um build the connection.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So let how are we coming into the space? you know, first thing, how, you know, if it's a Monday morning, how are we doing? Right. <laughs> how right. Was the weekend? Just allow some, go around the room, the virtual mm. room and allow people to just sort of share what's coming up. It's okay. Right, right. right. Um, and then let's start off with, you know, some wins, mm-hmm. you know, what, what worked last week? What's going well, you know, where this is all new for us. So right, let's talk right. about some wins and really let's help, you know, to create some momentum and you know, keep this high vibe. Um, and then, you know, what are you working on?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you need help with? And what are you ready to take action on?
1: So some really good basics, connections, checking in, what's new, maybe, you know, how how are how is the um, streamlining of the, of, you know, your spouse working home with your children, uh, those types of things. So make it more, a bit more personable versus if we were just pivoting. I remember when I moved to virtual and uh, goodness, I was going, this is going back. Oh, back in 1993, when I was a corporate executive and I went virtual. And I remember what I went through, Pam, I was like, Whoa, I'm, I'm an extrovert. Right. And I, you know, and I was accustomed to, you know, meeting in corporate. And then I went virtual and I used to go back to corporate just because I needed it. And I never forget the day that they said to me, why are you here? And I'm like, well, I'm here because we're having a meeting. And they said, well, everybody else is at their desk because we were east to West Coast, right? Right. And I remember thinking, wow, this is such a change. But I mean, obviously, you know, I adapted, but what I recognized that there was a different way of connecting that I I mean, I was connected to people in, in person, but I, there were certain things that I needed to do as an extrovert mm-hmm. to make myself comfortable to kind of transition. And that we're talking, like I said, 14, 15 years ago now. Um, but it's, it's interesting how, how that happens. So I think it's also understanding yourself and what kinds of things you need to feel connected. If you're an introvert, introverts, you know, not, nothing against introverts, but they probably, because they're so a bit more internally grounded, they can figure out things. Whereas extroverts, we need to kind of, you know, we can't touch, but we need to kind of do more of the face-to-face and all, all those types of things. Would you agree with that? Yeah, on yeah absolutely. You get your energy from people and
0: right. experts get their energy that, from being by themselves. So, yeah. And, you know, I think what's really important if it's a brand new virtual team, it's, you know, setting up your norms. What are our norms? You know, do we have different working hours that we need to be mindful of? You know, I'm looking after the kids in the morning, my wife's looking after the kids in the afternoon or you know, what, what's going on for people that, um, we need to be aware of. Um, I'm going to work till 8am and my husband's going to, I don't know, look after the kids in the morning. I, you know, just really being aware of that. And, and it's okay when we're virtual, but you know, how do we lean on each other? How do we need, you know, we need to know what we need to know. We need to set up our norms, um, and be realistic about that and then figure out how we, we manage, um,
1: at a time of, uh, at an extraordinary time. And maybe even, I I don't, you know, I'm just thinking, but maybe like virtual connection points, maybe like coffee times, like why don't we kind of post that maybe at, you know, at noon, I'm gonna probably have, you know, lunch, and, uh, you know, we can get on on the line or, coffee breaks or whatever you know mm-hmm. that might be a good thing to just have people socialize and no I was thinking about that with uh some of my business colleagues but also my girlfriends who I generally would get together with you know and do something um social and now I can't so we were yeah. saying that we could do we could say you know I, you know we can get together we can have a coffee or we can have a glass of wine and we can yep. just chit chat and that, yep. so does that make sense with teams uh, also love
0: that I uh, love that idea Roxanne in fact we're doing the same thing with uh my girlfriends were getting together on Wednesday night because it's been a long time. A virtual uh social distancing girls' night in using <laughs> Zoom. And uh and it's fun because some of them have not used technology like this before. And so it's it's learning and it's a, a right. there. um so I love that idea. Let's coffee time, you know, and in fact in Zoom you can have breakout rooms, right? So right, right. that's an idea as well. Um uh you know we use a, a um program a system
1: called slack so i do use it as well yeah yeah Yeah.
0: a lot of companies have you know their l drive and they have their systems for that but if they're a smaller a smaller organization and they want to you know learn some new systems to be able to direct message slack is a good one for that absolutely
1: yeah well pam this has been uh fantastic uh i i think we could talk probably for hours about what you're seeing out there um uh just any last words? Tell people where they can reach you, uh, where Good. they can find out about Pam has uh, generally does a three day live course, but now it's gone virtual and mm-hmm. uh, things like that. And where they, obviously they can get the book on Amazon. Yes, um, absolutely. Uh, Leadership Unleashed is available on
0: Amazon.ca uh, as well as .com and um, our program, the Coach Approach System. Uh, the, our Coaching Skills Academy is um, available for leaders. We do teach it live, and we also have um, our programs are virtual. Um, so all of our content lives online, and, but it's very interactive. Um, and so if you're interested in that, please go to www.pamgriffithscoaching.com. And um, you can sign up for our newsletter. You can go in and um, set up a discovery call to learn more about our programs and see if they're a right fit for you. And really the, just, you know, some last words, Roxanne, I'm, I'm so truly grateful for our conversation today because it's, we're really at the height of um, or in the middle of um, an extraordinary time right now around the globe. And, you know, I just want to remind all leaders that this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. You know, and remember, you have all the keys within you to do really amazing things right now. And part of our job is to help others. You know, just calm that amygdala down, and uh, get back
1: to um, what's possible. Well, thanks again, Pam. And my my takeaway is um, to be able to just remember you're leading, and people are always going to look to you. So you have. Um, so much more of an obligation to demonstrate that. And the tactical things, we we all know that leaders are very good at that. And to spend that time to get to the point where you're taking care of yourself at such a profound level, because people are going to lean on you that much more. So take the time for awareness, Um, you know, do whatever you need to do to keep mentally resilient at this time. Because once this time is finished, is going to be an aftershock that we will have to get into to help people also um, mend some of the things that they've gone through. So in that leadership role, um, you know, we're going to need so many things from you. So to really, really um, do what you need to, to take care of yourself. So Pam, again, thanks so much. Uh, this is Roxanne Durhaj of the Authentic Connection Movement. If you're needing any information on mental resilience, coaching, and speaking, uh, you can give me a call at RoxanneDurhaj.com.